Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. Welcome to the city of Arvada, nestled in the foothills of the Colorado Rocky Mountains, a city with a rich history shaped by the gold rush and the development of the Continental Railroad. But beyond the scenic views and suburban neighborhoods lies a deeper reality, a human story filled with struggles and challenges. Despite the breathtaking beauty of Arvada, there are real issues that our community currently faces. Within Arvada's population of approximately 130,000 residents, 2,000 people are homeless, 10,000 can't afford health insurance, 7,800 people live below the poverty line, 2,500 have overdosed on drugs, and our state ranks in the top 10 for substance abuses. 6,000 people are unable to find a job that provides a living wage, 25,000 children are living in broken families. 2,000 divorces happen every year. The leading cause of death among our teens in Arvada is suicide. 14,000 high school and middle school students are not a part of a Christian community, and only 27% of Arvada residents are confessing Christians. In the midst of these challenges, there's a deep need for hope, for support, and for a life-giving community. But in the heart of Arvada, there is a beacon of hope, Faith Church, a place that exists to bring the light of Christ to the darkest corners of our city and the greater Denver area. Faith Church is not just a place, it's a community with a vision, a vision to love God, to love people, equip the saints, and it's a mission directed by Jesus to transform the world around us. To achieve this, it was crucial for Faith Church, in obedience to God and His Word, to untether from past financial debt and to allow God to position us to fulfill His future purposes through our church. As Christ as our leader, Savior, and Deliverer, our future mission is clear. Believe in the life-changing power of Christ's work on the cross. Belong to a community of believers to love and support each other as a family. Become the person God intended you to be since he formed you in the womb. Build the kingdom of God here in our city and beyond. Faith Church is a family who by faith cooperated with God through financial gifts and prayers. And we have been untethered by Jesus Christ. We have been given freedom to carry the message of the gospel of hope, to seek and save those who are lost, hurting, and in need of comfort, owing no man anything except love for one another. And so, we extend our heartfelt gratitude to you, Faith Family. Your faith and willingness to give an obedience to Christ has allowed us to experience a miracle as a church family. Thank you, Faith Family. And most of all, thank you, Jesus, for being our great shepherd and leading us into the green pastures of freedom to become everything you intended 
when you purchased us with your own blood. What a great day it is for us to be here together. I have to be honest with you, uh, seven years ago, I didn't know when this day would ever be, but I knew and I believed and I trusted God that one day that in his faithfulness, we'd see him move and we'd see him do something that only he could do because in the natural friends, it was impossible. With man, it was impossible. <laughs> but with God, all things, all things are possible. Amen. You know, in my journey with God, I've sought God for many things. I've believed Him for things that only He could do. I believe Him for things that only it would have to be a supernatural act of God that he would have to somehow position and align all the things to actually make something happen. And I've prayed and my wife and I have sought God about certain things and so, some things God did immediately. We're like, man, that was easy. But some things went on for a while. Some things when you are seeking God, some things God chooses to answer over a, a season, over a time. And it's in that season, it's in that time that God begins to, to do other things in our life. There have been things that I've, I've, I've prayed about for years. And I, I used to say this, I haven't said it lately, but if we were facing something, I would say, well, we don't have an answer yet, but we might tomorrow. Because you don't know. God isn't limited to, our, to, to what we think is possible tomorrow. He can do whatever he wants to do tomorrow. And so we stay faithful and we pray and we seek God and we seek answers and we, and we ask him to meet us and, and we humble ourselves. And, but we always say, faith always says, but it can change tomorrow. And that's the same for you in your life. That was the same for us as a church. We stay faithful, we pray. Seven years ago, when I started leading our church, we started praying. I'll never forget the, the elders meeting we had. And some of the elders have rotated off, but at that point it was, it was the existing ones and the new ones that were added. And if you're curious who our elders are, you can go to our website, click about us, click on elders, and uh, their names are all there and, and their cell phone numbers, just in case you got something to say to them. So, no, I'm just joking. Not, not, just joking. We have such a great eldership team, but, but we were facing this debt of almost $20 million in a vastly changing demographic. And so we just prayed. And we prayed and, and we asked on behalf of us as a church that, that God, God would forgive us for looking to the arm of the flesh to meet our needs. 
for not having faith that God wants to meet our needs. And we just confessed. We just prayed. And we wept. And we just did our best. But we kept believing. We kept praying. And what we were believing for and what we were asking God to do is what we're celebrating today that he did. And I think that's a word for many of you here. There have been things you've been praying for. I I think there have been things you've been asking God for for years and you've been faithful. And you know it can't happen on your own power. You know it can't happen in your own smarts or your own ability. You know you don't have the strength to make it happen. You've been praying for loved ones to meet Jesus. You've been praying for prodigal children. Maybe you've been praying for healing, whether physically, emotionally. But you've been asking God for a long time. Maybe you've been praying for reconciliation with a, in a relationship. And you've just stayed faithful. But you've been praying for something only God can do. And you know it. And you've remained faithful. And you've remained serving God. Even through discouragement, you, you, you've stayed in the fight. And you've brought your... Your pain to God, you've brought your disappointment to God, and you've, you've lived your life to glorify Him. Have you been perfect? No. But you've been asking God. And I feel like God wants to remind you today that He has heard all your prayers. That there is no prayer or no, some, no agony of the heart that you will bring to God that He doesn't hear. But along this journey, God has shaped you. I think for me, along the journey of believing God for things, I find things out about God that, I, that are always amazing and always wonderful. But the, but the flip side is I find out things about me that aren't those things. <laughs> and many times when we go through difficult situations, the pressure of that situation or the pressure of the need or the pressure of what we've been believing for. Many of us, get, we, we, we make a, a mistaken conclusion. Oh, that situation caused this attitude or spirit in me. But actually that's not true. That situation revealed what was already in me. But even in that moment, God meets us and he gives us his grace. In hindsight, we look back, we think, I, could have, I, I would have never matured in that area unless I had gone through that. If God would have just answered my prayer, then I, I, I wouldn't have grown and known him and, and, and got to know him and been humbled by as I got to know me more. But I wanna encourage you today, whatever you're facing, Stay faithful, praying. Don't stop believing. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Because I'm telling you one day, the door's going to open.
And one day the, de- the door's closed, and then another day, God opens it. And sometimes it's a quick open, sometimes it's a, oh, I can see some light through that door. But keep praying, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep believing, keep pouring your heart out to God. Keep trusting Him. What we're celebrating today is just not an organization and oh, we're free. No, this is, this is the heart of God for us. He's faithful. He's true to his word. He supplies all of our needs as we align ourselves with him. He meets you in your brokenness. And in the burden of the need, he reminds you and whispers in your ear, I'm here. And we want to say, well, take the burden away. He was like, not yet. It's the journey with God. Over these last seven years, for me personally, I have, I have prayed, I have fasted, I have been discouraged at times. And I, I'm just, I'll just be real with you. I struggled. God's revealed stuff in my own heart that I didn't know was there. But I've kept asking God to deliver us and untether us from this mountain of debt. And in my prayers, one thing I knew, I knew God could do it. Because I, 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 I read in his, in his word, he's the God of the impossible. He's the God that meets you. He's the God that, that you're, just, you're just minding your own business and he intervenes and does something in your life. He's the God that can lead a people out of slavery and into the promised land. He's the, he's the God who can heal, heal a woman who's been sick with an issue of blood and been an outcast. He's the God who meets us in where we are. And I knew it. And as a leadership team, our pastors and elders, we knew that only God could help us and show us how to navigate in the most responsible and possible way while continuing and being a witness to what the church of Jesus Christ should be. So seven years ago, we were a little over 19, year, $19 million in debt. And here's, here was the kicker. No one really actually knew about it. That was the kicker for me because I knew it would hurt some of you. I knew it would disappoint you. I knew it would cause people to to doubt things regarding the church of Jesus Christ. And when I told you it was shocking, some people left because They felt hurt or betrayed. And I understand. Most thought we were actually out of debt. 
Most thought we didn't have any debt. And so we, we had a, a monthly mortgage payment of over $130,000 a month. It was burdensome. And we, we felt it. I, I physically felt it. I mentally felt it. I emotionally felt it. I spiritually felt it. And when I looked into the eyes of our young people, by the grace of God, I was like, God, I, I will not. I will not burden them. I will give them through your grace. God, let's give them an inheritance. I don't want them to pay for our vision. I want them to run with your vision for them. And that's what's the heart of the motivation. And so, it was a burden, and that burden loomed. It was a mountain, and it loomed, loomed over us. And I kept praying, and we kept praying and believing. And in 2022, God spoke and said, it's time to untether this ministry from the dead of the past and position it for the future. That's what he said. And so the Lord began to lay out a path. And, and uh, how, how many know this? <laughs> when God begins to answer your prayers, it's not always easy how you cooperate with him. So we're like, oh, cool, you're going to do it. He's like, no, come on. I'm, I'm going I'm to grow you along this journey. And you're like, oh, I don't want to grow anymore. And so we had to make decisions that were, that were difficult, wasn't easy. There was resistance, there was suspicion, there was false accusations, but with a word from the Lord. See, this is why a word from the Lord matters. A word from the Lord. Because a word from the Lord gives gives your, the, the vision he's placed on you, or that vision, it gives, a, it gives your pain a purpose. It gives a, when, when things get difficult and, and there is resistance, you, if you fall back on, yeah, but this is what I wanted to do, well, that's not good enough when push comes to shove. What, you need to, what we need to fall back on is, but the word of the Lord was this, and we knew it, and we prayed, and we sought God. And so that word gives your pain a purpose. As you're moving towards an outcome that you, you don't know what, where the finish line is, but you're just, you're trusting God. But with a word from the Lord, we decided to sell the property of our high school. And with those proceeds and with the other that we had, we had paid down debt already. But the decision was made to invite us as a church to partner with God. And I asked you if you would pray about giving above and beyond your tithe and your offering towards the debt. Because instead of sending $130,000 a month 
to our friends at, at First Bank, which they've been so helpful and they've been so, they, they've actually made this very easy for us to follow and, and do what God's asked them to do. And we're grateful for their cooperation and, and they've just been so kind. But we can use that to serve the city God's placed us in, to reach our neighbors. People in our city that God's entrusted us with who, know to, who don't know Jesus, we can, we can do things, initiatives to reach them. For single moms and dads who need help, for families who are struggling, so that we have the ability and we're able to staff appropriately to be able to organize and carry out outreaches for us as a church to reach our city, to build the kingdom, to love our neighbor, to be a light. So we can disciple and serve and reach the next generation in our church, but also in our city. So God can use us and we can fulfill the purpose. He purchased us with his own blood here in our city, but also around the world. I mean, we are called as a church by the scriptures to be the blessing of Christ to the world. That's what we're called to do. Jesus, Jesus did not say we're to go and be the salt of the world. He says, you are the salt of the world. He didn't say go and be a light and, and turn on or turn off whenever you want to do that. No, he says, you are the light of the world. That's who we are. That's our identity. We shine for the glory of God. People look to us and we point to him because God has blessed us so that we can now be a blessing and see his kingdom built here. So today, it's a historical moment for our church. This is a celebration of God's faithfulness and the privilege that we had to partner with what he was doing. But this is not just celebration, this is a consecration and a dedication of this land, of the buildings that are part of this ministry to serve us. It's a dedication of that to the borders of our land and our buildings unto its rightful owner, Jesus Christ, our great shepherd. It's for him. So today is the public acknowledgement and declaration that we as a family called Faith Church fully and completely surrender all things to Jesus. I'd like for us to read together as a, just as a declaration for us today. Ephesians chapter one, verse 22. Let's read this. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for faith church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Let's read this together. 
It's 1 Peter 2.9 about what God says about us. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that we may declare the praise of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's our identity right there. Now, I'm going to ask us to read this over the leadership of this church. This is out of Acts chapter 20, and this is the instruction to those who were leading the local church. And let's read together. Be careful. Excuse me. (laughs) That's funny. Let's go. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Now let's read as a declaration and confession over our house and over our church out of Psalm chapter 27. Unless the Lord builds our house, those who build it labor in vain. We want Jesus to build our house, amen? We don't look to man, we look to Jesus. And this is a special day for us. And I'm so thankful for your faithfulness, for your encouragement, for your faith that together God has moved in a way that only God can move. If we can, let's stand. To celebrate this day, we're going to take communion together as a symbol, the sacrament that we belong to Jesus. And he is the one who has purchased us with his blood. So if you don't have communion, you can grab it. There's some around the room. Jesus gathered his disciples on the night of Passover and instead of remembering how God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery and brought them into freedom, Jesus, he flipped the script on what Passover was about. He began to connect the lamb as himself. The blood is himself. And this is what he was about to do as he went to the cross. And so we're instructed that when we gather, we would do this in remembrance, not of Egypt, but in remembrance of what he did on the cross. That the lamb of God was slain that he purchased us with his own blood and that he made us a family. And so he says, this bread represents his body that was broken for us. This bread represents his body that bore the stripes for our healing, for our deliverance. And so 
He said, eat this and remember what I've done. And so let's eat together. Lord, we eat of your body and we receive the benefits of it. We receive the benefits of what our natural senses that we take it in. We take it deep in our lives and we anchor our faith to what you've done for us, for our healing, for our restoration. We celebrate the freedom that we have in your broken body. And so Lord, now we drink of the cup that represents your blood, the blood of the new covenant. And we take it and we drink and we celebrate that all sin, past, present, and future is covered by your blood and that we are now clothed with the righteousness of you, Jesus. So we drink in remembrance of what you've done. Let's drink together. I would ask if we could join hands this morning. And I'd like to pray a prayer of consecration for us as a church together. If you can make your way across the aisles, that'd be awesome. If not, it's okay. We're just, we'll just be a big family today, amen? If this is your first time with us, you picked a great Sunday to come. Because we got barbecue. I mean, come on. If you will, let's just join in prayer together as I lead us. Father God, we thank you for sending your son. And Lord, it's a joy and an honor to officially give you this land and our families. God, this land, it's not our land, it's yours. Jesus, this is your home. This is your church. We are your people and we want to love you well. We want to do your will, not ours. We want to speak your perfect word, not our imperfect words. We want to shout, God, what you shout in your scriptures and whisper what you whispered. God, we want the vision that you have for the city to be our vision. We want your methods to be our methods. God, that we would be a people whose hearts are broken by what, break your, what has broken yours. What brings you joy, God, let, let that bring us joy. From this day forward, God, we give you full ownership. And so Lord, I ask that you would keep us, keep us from the work of the evil one. And may your presence and your face shine upon us. God, that this place is a place that generations will come to meet Jesus and experience forgiveness and healing and deliverance and freedom. And Lord, God, I ask you as Moses asked you, 
If you're pleased with us, Lord, teach us your ways. God, that we may know you and continue to find favor with you. Lord, we pray that people would experience your glory here for generations and generations and generations to come. That this house would be a house that is known by the supreme name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That this house will be the house that is known, the place that the healer is at work, the place that the deliverer is at work, the place that families are healed, the place that people are set free. That this house and the people of this house will be known as those who go out and are lights. Those who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those who go out and, and bring the kindness and the love and the purpose and the intentionality of our leader, Jesus Christ, to those who don't know you. And Lord, I want to pray today over all those who have faithfully given tithe and offering and for those who have given towards this debt Lord may you bless them and Lord may you reward their faith in a most significant way and Lord may you move in their life and bring incredible blessing to them cooperating with what you were doing in Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand today. So we have a, just a couple more things. There's, that's what I'm looking for. So this is the promissory note. So on the, on the 29th of December, we made our final payment of the debt. And uh, I'm gonna move my Bible, I just. And so this represents the, the debt Amen. Come on, burn it all. Amen. Amen. So, I want to make a, a declaration and celebration. This is incense in the temple, it's fantastic. We got a button? I, I need a button. Yeah, be careful, bro. All right. So, Faith Church family, this is the declaration and consecration that we totally belong to Jesus Christ, our great shepherd, and we are debt free. Amen. <laughs> yes, God. 
hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, visit faith.church. That's faith.church.